0: We had uh, just this past week. We we had a board meeting with our board mem our board the board member of Word of Life Church, which we have to do that before the end of the year. And we had a um, we studied the Bible in with them. In fact, one night we spent one whole evening studying the Word, just not formally, but just informally, with our Bibles and looking up scriptures about who's going in the rapture. Hallelujah and that was very fun we enjoyed it and it was there was a lot of um impartation and glory there God spoke to us we had some things spoke to us some blessings God spoke some blessings Hallelujah And so then we got home on Wednesday. We had debated whether to come on on Wednesday or Thursday. And we felt like, well, we're supposed to come home on Wednesday. So we came home on Wednesday. We were in Glory School. And the very next morning, I got up and opened my emails. And I had an email from David Herzog. And said he was going to be in Eufaula, Alabama, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And if any of you have ever heard of David Herzog, has lots of miracles, extreme miracles, extreme glory in his meetings. Has wrote three books on the glory, um, and just knew that. Well, you know this is not convenient at all. We have got all this stuff to do. We've got hallelujah, We got to get back for Hallelujah night. I hadn't baked my cake. You know, I got I, this is not convenient. But a lot of times the appointments you, that you have with God won't be convenient. And so um we got up Friday morning we said, we gotta go. You know, we gotta go to Eufala, Alabama. So we left uh, you know, after lunch and and my phone fried on Friday too. So, you know, there was complications Friday. My phone fried. Uh my uh didn't have time, went and talked to him, but didn't even have time to get it to figure out which one I wanted and what. So anyway, um and we get down there, and we leave Montgomery. You know, you go it's all the way to 82, all the way to Eufaula. Didn't I, Y'all probably didn't know that. Just get on 82 and stay on 82. But when you get in it, Montgomery, you know, you kind of take that jog down South Boulevard. Then you turn off on 82, which is also 213 or 2 whatever. 231, okay. And so, so then you get to this little place where 82 turns off this way, 231 goes on to the beach. Guess what? We missed it. We was watching for it, and we missed it. So we finally figured out, you know, we're 10 miles from Troy. Something's wrong with this picture. So, so you know, then we looked, and yeah, sure enough, you could go past Troy, and then you could go. So I've been in towns in Alabama. I've been in Brundage, where the peanut butter festival was going on. Hallelujah. And then I went to what I call Cleo, and they informed me it's Clio. Okay, I've been to Clio, Alabama. I've been some places y'all hadn't been, I bet. Anyway, so we got to the meetings. Well, Pastor had on his blue jeans and his boots, and I had on my blue jeans, and I would and, uh, uh, spilled Coke on my shirt. And, <laughs> and, you know, by the time we get there, it's like, oh, my Lord. Because people come from all over the nations to see David Herzog. I'm thinking, what in the world is he doing in Eufaula, Alabama, you know, to tell you the truth? They come from all over to see him. And so we're thinking, we've got to get there by 6 or we won't get a seat. Now, I don't want to sit in the overflow. And so we, get, so we drive up and we think, well, hey, we've got to go like this. It's just all there is to it. I don't, so maybe no, nobody will know us anyway and everything. But, so we go go in and there's not a soul there hardly. We're the first ones there practically. And we're like, this is strange. But it don't matter. I said, oh, well, it don't matter. Because the best means I've ever, boy, you get more when there's nobody there loved to go to Brother Hagin's meeting when there was just a hundred people there. Sit on the front row and he'd come by and lay his hand on you while he preached, you know. Sit there and just lay his hand on you and just lean on you while he preached. That was the most awesome thing. So there there are a few more people showed up later. I figured out, you know, it's Friday night football in a little town. We know about that because everybody. And so they probably had a huge crowd Saturday night and Sunday morning today and Sunday night. But anyway, supposed to be in this glory, Hallelujah. And it's supposed to get saturated, so we made that effort to go and be in those David Herzog meetings because it's about saturation. It's what are you soaking in? What are you soaking in? If you soak in religion, you'll get pickled in religion. And did you ever try to unpickle a pickle? Only God could do it, couldn't He? I know God can. We sang, "All things are possible," but without a, a, a God encounter with a renew and a renewing of the mind, you can't. And and God, do, you couldn't unpickle a pickle. And you soak in religion, or you soak in the world, or you soak in the things of the world system, and you'll get pickled in it. But I want to soak in the Holy Ghost and be saturated and take every opportunity. I was so excited going to that meeting on Friday. I thought, I hadn't been this excited about going to a meeting and driving three and a half hours to get there since the charismatic days when we did that on a regular basis. That didn't have to make sense. It didn't have to, you know, it didn't have to... All, everything didn't have to be worked out. Our schedule didn't have to be just right. Yeah, it was going to be a little tiring, and we was going to have to come home and 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 bake a cake and throw things together and and uh, and get ourselves to the to the Hallelujah night. And and then I had to preach this morning, and and he had to preach, and he had, we both had to be ready. But it's not about being. Con- it's not about convenience. It's about being in the presence of God. And you know, I I, I figured out real quick if I got in His presence, God would figure out something to say this morning hallelujah so let's turn over to first Corinthians chapter 5 and I tell you he's got something to say actually I've been meditating on this for a long time oh we gotta let the kids go is that the only thing I didn't do sorry about that first Corinthians 5 7 parents be sure and get those t-shirts if you didn't pick them up yet for those that are singing in the choir first Corinthians 5 7 this scripture God gave me a couple of weeks ago for my own life. And, it, and he gave it to me concerning healing. And it says, Purge out therefore the old leaven that ye may be a new lump as ye are unleavened for even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. And so the Lord gave me this one morning. I had to meditate on it a long time, but what I turned, what I finally figured out He was saying to me was you got to purge out some stuff sometimes before God can give you what you've been believing for and what you want. Hallelujah. Purge out the old leaven and then you'll be a new fresh lump. And then God can be that Passover lamb to you or that sacrificial lamb. Or in other words, if you'll purge out the old stuff, God can put in what He's been wanting to put in. He can give you the things He bought for you when He was that sacrificial lamb. And God was speaking that to me concerning healing. I want to speak it to you concerning being saturated and having a saturation. So, so to, in order to get saturated, we're going to purge out some stuff. We're going to be a new lump. Christ is our Passover. He was sacrificed for us. Did you know leaven is, if you think about it as yeast, if some of you don't know what leaven is, it's like yeast. It's like you take a mixture of flour and water and some oil probably, some kind of a uh, shortening of some kind, and you put some salt and you put some things. But the main ingredient there, you can put all those things, but if you don't have the leaven or the yeast, it's not going to do anything. But you put that yeast in and you just mix it up, and then all of a sudden that yeast permeates the whole thing. It just keeps working. And they even actually, there's a there's some kind of a bread, I think it's called friendship bread or something. The Amish were f- kind of famous for this. But, you know, they just keep that thing going. They don't ever put any more yeast in. They don't ever put it. And so they just break off a piece and they give it to you. And you go home and you add flour and salt and... Whatever else you need to add, and it and it, and here that leaven just keeps working, it just keeps permeating that thing, and then she could break off a piece and give it to a friend, and that same leaven work. They've had it for years, some of them years and years and years because the leaven just keeps working and permeating the lump and that can work in a positive sense or a negative sense in this way we're talking about it in a positive sense so we want the whole the work of the holy ghost working in us saturating us just keeping on hallelujah growing and dividing and making bigger hallelujah in jeremiah 31 verse 14 now the word saturation is not in the bible but i did find the word satiate satiate i guess that's how you say it 31 for, the 31 14 jeremiah i found it in there twice in the same chapter and um hallelujah i believe it'll minister to you 31 14 says um and I will satiate the soul of the priests with fatness, and my people shall be satisfied with my goodness, saith the Lord. So it talks about being satiated or saturated, and then the people experience goodness. And it talks about the priest here, but if you remember in the New Covenant, we are the priests. We are all the priests. The Bible says we're a royal priesthood. You're a priest. You're a priest unto God. Hallelujah. You're a priest now and if you will become satiated you'll experience the goodness of God. I think some of us are living too lean. We're living too lean. We need to live a little leaner when it comes to the world. When you know some of us need to live leaner when it comes to the foods we eat. We need to live a little leaner in a lot of things but we need to live fat and become satiated when it comes to the things of God. Be more saturated. Be more saturated in the things of God. Hallelujah. Then over there, just in the same chapter, in verse 25, he says, uh, <coughs> For I have satiated the weary soul, and I have replenished every sorrowful soul. You know, there's a lot of sorrowful people, even in the church. A lot of weary people in the church. A lot of people have grown weary and well-doing. Well, what's the answer? Well, get Saturated. It's amazing how when you're saturated, hallelujah, praise God, it changes your perspective. It changes everything. When you're saturated with the the fullness of God and the joy of God, hallelujah, you don't let things bother you like you would, you know, your things get in perspective. So it's important that we be saturated. And so I wrote down four things, four areas that the, to become saturated in. And you might know and expect that the first one is that we need to be saturated with the Word of God. That speaks of the renewed mind. You know, the mind that's renewed is not living lean on the Word of God, the mind that's renewed is saturated with the Word of God. We can't put in too much Word. We can't meditate too much. We can't speak the word too much. We can't read the word too much, confess the word too much. We can't do it too much because the only thing that'll happen is you'll become saturated. Hallelujah. In Psalm 119, verse 25, we can turn there. Hallelujah, because I'm not going to go real long this morning. Psalm 119, verse 25. I, my soul cleaveth unto the dust. Quicken thou me according to thy word. Several times in Psalm 119, David said, quicken thou me according to thy word. God wants to quicken you, but he wants to do it according to his word. Hallelujah. The sooner we understand that if we want to be quickened, quicken means to make alive, to, to cause to live, to, to, to come, to, to, to freshen up. Hallelujah. To to quicken me according to your word. If you're sick in your body, God wants to quicken you according to his word. Hallelujah. So you need a saturation with His Word. And even if you get healed by a gift of the Spirit and you get an instant healing and it wasn't even anything to do with you, you hadn't been in the Word. You know what? If you don't get full of the saturated with the Word of God, there ain't going to be anything to hold back the curse from coming again. So God wants to quicken you according to His Word. He wants to make you alive according to His Word. He wants to show you He wants to show you the things you need to know financially by His Word. Quicken your finances according to the Word of God. Quicken your relationships according to the Word of God. Hallelujah, the Word of God is so precious and so important. You know, you need to get a plan where the Word is concerned. If you don't have a plan, you'll never do anything really. Oh, you'll open up and then you'll read and you'll go, I don't know where I'm reading and why I'm reading here and what I'm doing. And Oh, I don't know, I'm not getting anything out of this and you'll just go on. But if you'll get a plan for how to read the Word, you'll become more saturated than you've ever been. I have a plan, and I'm not saying use my plan. There's lots of different plans. My plan is, this is not the plan I've always used, but for the last few years, what my plan is, because I've read through the Bible several times, the whole Bible, so now I do it different. Now what I do is I read three chapters a day, and one chapter a day in three different books. So that ends up being three chapters a day. That's my minimum. That's not including the... Con- words I confess, the Scriptures I confess for healing and prosperity and so forth. You know, if you want to prosper, you better get saturated with the health and the wealth Scriptures. If you want healing, you better get saturated with the health Scriptures. If you want to prosper, you better get saturated. You better know where they're at in your Bible. If I bet you there's people in here that are believing for to prosper financially, and I could say, where is a wealth Scripture? Where is a prosperity Scripture? And you go... I'm not really sure. You might could even quote them, but you don't know where they're at in the Bible. Hallelujah. You ought be able to flip to them. And you ought be looking at them. You need a plan. You need a plan. God will give you a plan. One lady's plan is, is that she doesn't worry about chapters and verses at all, and God didn't put them in there. And she just every day, she just like reads two pages. The next day she reads the next two pages. It don't matter where it ends. If it ends like this one, he's in Psalms, it ends right in the middle of a chapter. That don't matter. She picks up the next day and reads the next two pages. That's her plan. You know, they've they they made this, there's a no-brainer. They actually make Bibles that are are a plan. Or you can download a plan from just about anywhere. Most Bibles in the back of them, a lot of them, have a, a Bible reading plan to read through this fast. You know, find a plan, because if you don't have a plan, you really probably will end up most days not doing anything or being confused. I know because I've been there in that situation. You'll be confused, and hallelujah, and so you have a plan, and it's just a minimum, but at least you did the plan. On the days you get up and you go to Eufala, Alabama, you did the plan. Amen. And you know, you become you're saturated, at least you're soaking in it for a while every day. Amen. And then, of course, there's other ways to soak with CDs, and man, it's abundant online. You can download MP3s for free online. From great ministers of God, Hallelujah! There's no sense in us not being saturated with the Word of God. Number four, two, the second thing we need to be saturated in, as you might have guessed, is the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. Praise God! Ephesians five eighteen and nineteen, Hallelujah. We need to be full of the Holy Ghost. I'm not talking about you got baptized in the Holy Ghost 1968 and nothing's ever really happened since. You're not no more full of the Holy Ghost than somebody that's probably never received it. Hallelujah. You know about it, but you know the Holy Ghost can lie dormant inside of us. We have to do something to stir it up. Paul said to Timothy, you stir up the gift of God that's in you. The Holy Ghost, the baptism of the Holy Ghost was a gift. We have to keep it stirred up. We have to keep it flowing. We have to keep the pump a pumping. When we put the Word in for healing, in other words, we're confessing healing Scriptures, then we need the Holy Ghost to take the Word and push it throughout our whole body. We need, to, we need that Holy Ghost to pump the Word. To the part that's that, that that's needs fixing, the part that needs health and healing. Hallelujah! How are we going to keep the Holy Ghost stirred up in us? Well, in Ephesians, let's read this. Ephesians five eighteen, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. You know, this is not a suggestion; it's a command. Be filled with Spirit It actually means be being filled. Be continually filled. Number 19, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Now, this is one of the ways, you know, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord won't get you a renewed mind. It's the Word that does that. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Renewed mind comes by hearing. But what it will do is it'll get you, it'll, It'll, it'll cause the Holy, you're working the Holy Ghost pump when you sing and make melody in your heart. Praise in the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now you need, so you, praise God. You need to be singing and making melody. This is not a suggestion either. Singing, making melody in your heart. Hallelujah. You get dry if you don't sing. You know, if you don't sing, and we can't just sing on Sunday morning, we need to sing praises unto the Lord. It don't have to make sense. It don't have to sound good. But what, that lady down in you follow the pastor's wife said that uh, she got up and opened up the service, and she said, "I never heard this before, but I, I received it." She said, "If you don't sound good, it don't matter. It goes through a filter before it gets through, it gets to heaven. <laughs> it's filtered. Hallelujah! For God hears it. Thank you, Lord." So we sing and make melody. that He gave us, He said to be filled, and then He tells us how to do it. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns. That's speaking the Word. Speaking the Word, hallelujah, will cause you to stay filled with the Spirit. Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord. And then over in Jude 20, tells us another way to stay saturated in the spirit you know you got to work at this it won't just happen how many of you know that it leaks out it dissipates actually what happens is it get you you can use it up you can use it up just like you put gasoline in your car you didn't expect it to stay full forever you can use up the gasoline hallelujah well you can use up the the spirit of god that's been it that you've been filled with hallelujah We know in the book of Acts several times, we're not going to take time to go there, that even after Acts 2, where they were initially filled with the Spirit, they came back in several times. You studied this out for yourself. But Acts, they came back several times and had hands laid on them. And they were filled with the Spirit. So we can lay hands and you can be filled again with the Spirit. There can be transmission. There can be, hallelujah. But even just being in the atmosphere of the Holy Ghost. You know, David Herzog, he didn't lay hands on anybody. But it was an atmosphere created there. There was a great atmosphere. Hallelujah. How good that was. Oh, it was so precious. I enjoyed the atmosphere. Just got there and let the Holy Ghost just saturate us. Um, and you know, once is not enough. We used to sing a song, Just One Dose of the Holy Ghost is Not Enough for Me. Hallelujah. I can tell you, just one dose is not enough for any of you in here. And you know, it'll, it'll stop your healing. It'll stop your, it'll stop your prosperity. If you don't keep the pump prime and stay full of the Holy Ghost, because being full of the Holy Ghost causes you to see what you need to see, see the opportunities you need to see, see the opportunities you need to avoid, see them, you know, hallelujah. Staying full of the Holy Ghost makes you discerning. You discern things. Hallelujah. People that don't... Christians, spirit-filled Christians that don't discern what, that, that Halloween's bad, they ain't very full of anything. Because when you got the Holy Ghost, you discern. That, that is not... You see that skull and you go, that's not good. That's death. Oh, hallelujah. And death is the enemy. Our enemy. That's what the Bible says. It is our enemy. Hallelujah. You see those things and you go, I can discern witchcraft isn't good because I'm full of the Holy Ghost. I don't even really have to know the Word to discern it. Praise God. So we got to keep filled up. You can enter into deception if you're not full and, and you're not paying attention. Hallelujah. The, the enemy can get a... The a, a, um, Bible says he walks around his roaring lion seeking who made may devour. He can get an advantage on us if we don't stay full. Because he works by deceit and trickery. Hallelujah. And first thing, you know our faith is not where it should be. I'm going to go on though about being quickened. In Jude 20, it says, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost... Building up yourself. In other words, staying saturated by building up yourself by praying in the Holy Ghost. In other words, when you pray on the Holy Ghost, you keep yourself built up spiritually, saturated spiritually. I don't know, you know, David Dixon, he didn't say anything particular, but something about just being in that atmosphere Sunday night, and he was really having us pray in the Holy Ghost hard, you know. He was saying, you know, with, with bold utterance and so forth, and he was making us be bold and not be meek prayers in the Holy Ghost. Something about that, it just got on me all over again. It was just the atmosphere. I'm telling you, Praise God. And plus, I got this revelation that I was, that I, to purge out the old leaven, and I got a revelation in healing to, uh, to, 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 to be quickened. Hallelujah. To be quickened and to, to, to spread that quickening power throughout my body by the Holy Ghost. Number three, the third area we need to be saturated with is love. I believe we ought to be saturated with love. 1 Peter 1.22 says, Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love. That means not fake love, but real love. Un- Unto unfeigned love of the brethren. Love of the brethren, so that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. You know you're gonna have to keep it stirred up if and be saturated with love in order to love the brethren with a pure heart and love them fervently. Hallelujah. It's very easy to get disillusioned with the brethren. It's very easy to get judgmental to the brethren and not be loving towards the brethren. Hallelujah. God wants us saturated with love. He wants us, your church, saturated with love for one another. Amen? Praise God. Then he says, well, this is another scripture. Think about this. Just think about this. Matthew twenty two thirty seven. 37. It says, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. That sounds like a saturation of love to me. Family, that's spirit, soul, and body. Love the Lord, spirit, soul, and body with all your heart, all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. How much are you loving? I know I'm really wanting to increase my love walk and increase in love. It's so much easier to love than to be mad. It's so much easier to love than to show, than to be disapproving. I'll tell you honestly, I meditated on this a lot. Now, as a child, and I'm not trying to put my parents down or anything, that it was just ignorance is all it was. But I was loved and I knew I was loved, but I didn't grow up in a loving atmosphere. There was not love in that house. It wasn't an atmosphere of love. Trust me. And um, I grew up... Where you had to do right in order for me to approve of you and love you. Yeah, it's conditional love, and it's also can be manipulation, which is witchcraft. In other words, I'm, manip- I'm, I'm, I'm i know don't, I don't speak to you until you do what I want you to do. That's witchcraft. That's manipulation. You ought to you need to dust your hands of that and don't ever let a child grow up in that atmosphere, and so when we started pastoring the church that 's all i 'd ever known was that kind of love really now I had unconditional supernatural love from my grandparents. my granny Hixie was a lover, she loved everybody, she was given to hospitality, she loved people, and she loved the unlovely, she loved sinners, she always tried to get the sinners saved she you know, she, so I, 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 I had experienced it in that sense. But just the atmosphere I grew up in was you do right and I'll give you my approval and I'll love you. So we start pastoring this church at Seminole. And it's like, okay, that, and so that's exactly how I treated the people. See, you got the best side of me or a better side. I mean, it's going to get better. If you don't like it now, it's getting better. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you, and the Lord showed it to me about halfway through. Our, he let me go that way about 10, 6, 7 years. And boy I tell you what it was like it was hard I couldn't I, if they weren't doing right, it's like I couldn't even hardly I couldn't give you my approval at all and 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 by that I meant I couldn't it's not just like I couldn't say I approve of you, it's like, well, I couldn't show you love because until and when you do right, I'll show you a lot of love, you know praise God and for some reason I didn't really I wasn't that way about pastoring my kids. I don't know why I never treated them that way. I think because it was such a horrible atmosphere to grow up in a, a home where somebody didn't speak for a month. That it's like I swore, God, that will not happen. And when I'm married, it will not happen. And so it's like if I mean, you, we were going to talk it out. Pastor sometimes didn't always want to talk it out as soon as I want to talk it out. But it's like, yeah, we're going to talk it out. We're going to settle this because I'm not I have any of that not speaking stuff. You know, and so sometimes it's like, well, you know, this is no big deal. Let's just forget about this for a few. No, let's get it. And so I was like that. And one time he, uh, I'll tell this on him, he's not here. But uh, so this is for we're spirit-filled and everything, but we're Christians. And so we had a fight, argument, not a fist fight, an argument. And uh, he jumps in his pickup. Puts it in dry and blares to the farm. I just jumped in my suburban. I just blared right after him. It's like, no, we're going to settle this because we're not going to not speak. We're not going to be mad at each other. We may have to yell for three hours, but we're going to, you know, we're going to settle this thing and we're going to get back in the love. Hallelujah. Well, now we don't have to do it that way, thank God. Hallelujah, because we all learned some stuff. Hallelujah, we've grown up. But I want that atmosphere of love. Amen? And I approve of you. I don't care if you're doing right or not. I love you and I approve of you. And, you know, since I've been in Tuscaloosa now, uh, we have these pastor and minister friends. And um, so uh, at different times, and I'm sure they could say the same thing about us. And I'm not saying we're perfect or anything. We're not. But it's, they have just done some strange things, May, not bad things, strange things. And so it's like, okay. And a lot of people, if you don't do it like they think it ought to be done, and this is how I used to be, so I know it's like, okay, we just can't really. And you get real lonely because you're the only. You you can only go out to eat with yourself. You can only go on vacation and have fellowship with just you and, you know. And it's so lonely. And so finally I said, you know, I came to my, um, uh, to be, it took me a while to just to on me, but it's like, hey, relationships, these are so valuable. And I came, and God just brought me to the place where it says, hey, don't matter if you do what I want you to do. If you pastor like I think you ought to pastor, if you act like I think you ought to act, if you even treat me like I think... You know, we have friends that we call them and say, y'all want to go here? Y'all want to go here? They never once call us back and ask us. They're always, oh yeah, yeah let's go. But they don't have a clue about reciprocation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we have gatherings of the of the ministers, they gather at the at our house. Hallelujah. But um, but I, I said, you know, hey, if we don't get where we can love people without them doing it just like we think, and we're probably wrong on a lot of it anyway, we might as well, we won't have a friend in the world. And some of you, that's the reason you don't have as many friends as you'd like. And I'll just tell you this, you need a bunch of them. Because, especially if you're a pastor, because pastors are busy all the time. And so it's like, okay, you want, we want somebody to go do something with. We might have to call five pastors to find one that has a free minute that day. So we decided we've got to have a lot of friends. Hallelujah. And they don't have to be the same maturity level we are. They don't have to have the understanding we have. They, don't, they can be more mature than we are. Hallelujah. Okay, so that's being saturated with love. That's what I wanted to say. Number four, be saturated with faith. Turn over to 2 Corinthians 4.13. Now this, you really got to get a hold of this. You need to make an adjustment about this. 2 Corinthians 4.13. You could be in a church that preached faith... And really not be in faith. Really not have any faith to speak of. But in Second Corinthians 4.13 it says, We having the same spirit of faith. Say spirit of faith. According as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. So it tells us what the spirit of faith looks like. The spirit of faith believes, but the, the spirit of faith also speaks. The spirit of faith is not speaking how bad things are, how negative things are. And listen, hey, we all mess up. We all mess up. We were with some people this weekend or this past week and they said, and she said, we're on a fixed income. Something in me, I was like, we're on a limited income. I'm like, I wanted to say, but sometimes you got to hold your mouth when you're with friends. Amen. Sometimes you can say it. Hallelujah. But don't be on a fixed income. Don't limit your own income. God's not limiting it. He doesn't say, now all you can have is your social security, because you're 65, and people over 65, they can't have anything more than that. That is nuts. What would you sow all that seed for? Okay, we having the same spirit of faith, according as it's written... I believed and therefore have I spoken, we also believe and therefore speak, so it 's talking about here about having a spirit of faith or having a saturation of faith, in other words, just being so saturated with faith that the, that your outlook on everything is faith. Let me ask you, you know sometimes we 're just being so lazy with our faith, you ought to be using your faith on every single little thing in your life. all of it we got to use our faith on he wants you to have a spirit of faith you 're so saturated with faith that you pray for dogs, cats, you pray for you pray for it. If it walks by and it ain't doing right, you pray for it because you're in faith. You're just like faith works and bless God. Hallelujah. I mean, hallelujah. You, you're praying to be translated coming out here because you, you, hallelujah, and believing because cause, uh, you don't want to be late. Hallelujah. You're multiplying gas in the gas tank and you're not getting in fear. Now, listen, you're not in a spirit of faith if you're worrying and fretting and oh, I'm afraid. Oh, we're so afraid. Hallelujah. That's not the spirit of faith. That's not who we are. That's not why God brought us into the faith message and taught us everything that we know about faith and how to believe God, how to believe we receive when we pray. Hallelujah. He wants us to have a spirit of faith. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what a spirit of faith is like. This is one thing it is, is uh, having this attitude about everything. Anything that happens, God will make it right. You don't get upset because God will make it right. I had to learn. We first got started pastoring. Now, and well, actually, before that, we started having Bible study in our home. We got filled the Holy Ghost, started having Bible study in our home in Seagraves. And I was, I've always, yeah, I still am, you know, kind of this way. I mean, I am particular about my house I like it it is you go to my house right now and it looks perfect I can tell you of course there's only two people living there so that's not that big a deal hallelujah but everything's in it I mean this morning I was putting up doing stuff and everything uh, so I've been that way so all of a sudden we're having this bible study and people are coming a lot of people and they're having and they're bringing their kids and I'm worried about Colin's room what they're going to do to it see now you understand I'm an only child and I hid my Barbie dolls when my parents had company. You ain't gonna pray with my Barbie dolls, you little. You know I hid them in the top of the closet. I didn't learn to share then, but God taught me to share. Thank heavens, real quick. And uh, He said so. Uh, uh, I, I learned that if they broke something in Colin's room, and they did, He just. I just. I learned to just have the attitude that God'll make it right. It don't matter what they do, God will make it right. One time I had Bible study for women in my house in uh, Seminole, and I've always liked light carpet. I'm always attracted to light color carpet. I'm never attracted to the dark color. And so I always put this pale carpet in the house. And uh, so this lady came to the Bible study, and evidently she'd been walking through fresh asphalt or something, and the whole time whoever's teaching, she just sat there and rubbed her feet back and forth. And when she left, there is this huge black spot right there where she was. But you know, God gave me the attitude. God somehow you'll make this right. if I'll stay in faith. If I'll stay in faith, that's the key right there, stay in faith. And then there's another part of being having a spirit of faith, and that is God'll make it up to me. Something goes wrong in my life, God'll make it up to me. And you know, I found that that works. I have had, in this has not been that long ago, that somebody hurt me really bad, somebody I was close to. And God, immediately, He started making it up to me. Now, He can't make them do something. He can't make them repent. He can't make them do right, because He don't make people do anything. But you know what He did? He started making it up to me in another way. Actually, He made it up to me by a huge financial blessing. And I was so aware when it came. It's like, God, You, you made it up to me. You're trying, you, you want to make it up to me. I know, you know, he couldn't, he can take the hurt away, but he couldn't change the circumstances, but he could make it up to me. And that's having a spirit of faith. Is when you get to knowing that, oh, well, God will make it up to us. You know, we went somewhere and, and, we, and uh, somehow we were going on vacation. This has been a while ago. And something happened and we didn't get to go the day we were supposed to go. And I was like, oh, God, been waiting all summer for this vacation. And oh, we didn't get to go the day we were supposed to go because something came up. And I just heard in my heart, I'll make it up to you. And so I started saying, he'll make it up to me. God will make it up to me. Hallelujah. Instead, I could have got mad at the circumstances, at the situation. But the Lord said, I'll make it up to you. That's a spirit of faith. You know, always believe as big as you can believe. That's a spirit of faith. Believe as big as you can believe. Sometimes you you can't you know you may not can believe for a million dollar house, but believe as big as you can believe. You may not can believe somebody's going to give you a thousand dollars, but can you believe they'll give you five hundred dollars before the end of the year that God will have somebody give you or whatever it is. You may have to start at fifty that somebody will give you fifty dollars. Biggest as believe as big as believe as big as you can believe, and then go to another level, and that's having a spirit of faith. And some of us are just laying, laying, we're just sitting here. We're just not really believing for anything. You know, if we get sick, we kind of believe for healing, but we don't press into it. We don't really fight the good fight of faith. We may pray a nominal healing prayer and then go get the NyQuil and then go to bed. You know, uh... This last past week, we was going to go on that trip. Thursday morning, we leave church. I'm fine. Thursday morning, I wake up in the middle of the night. My throat is so sore. And I wake up and I go back to sleep, but I start fighting it right then. I started fighting it then. And then I got up that morning. I am fighting it. I, I did my healing script, but I, what I started doing is started praying in the Holy Ghost. I started pumping that life, pumping that life. It wasn't, the day wasn't over, so the sore throat was gone. Hallelujah. But I kept pumping because then I, you know, get rid of that nasal drip that caused the sore throat. So hallelujah! But you gotta, you gotta get in faith and you gotta work it. You gotta work it. You know they say work it, baby, work it. Well, you gotta work this stuff. Hallelujah! You can't just sit there and just uh, pray little wimpy prayers and not use the tools God's given you. You gotta work it. It's a spirit of faith. Second Corinthians thirteen five says examine yourselves whether ye be in faith. Did you know you can have faith and not be in faith? You can have faith about healing, but not be in faith about your situation right then. You can have faith that Jesus is the healer, that Jesus bore your sickness and carried your diseases. You can have faith about it. You can have faith for Mary to be healed and and not have faith in in, in your situation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, that's the spirit of faith and being saturated with faith is, is getting in faith. In faith about everything. I mean, are you in faith about your finances? Are you in faith about your relationships? Are you in faith about everything around you? It might not be, hallelujah. I will tell you this, and you can just write this down and go to the bank on it. God always does all He can do. You don't ever have a right to be mad at God because He's always doing all He can do. According to what? According to whatever you're saying according to what the power that's working in you. You know, we love to confess, God's going to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. He's not, except according to the power that's working in you. And if you're not saturated and there's not much power working in you, you just got the Holy Ghost laying dormant there, there's not going to be any exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. But if you'll get something moving on the inside of you and keep it moving all the time, He'll start doing more than you've asked or thought of. He'll start dreaming up the blessings. He'll start suggesting to you, it's time for a new car. Why don't you believe me for a new house? He'll start suggesting it. Hallelujah. And you know, things won't, you sometimes you can't make something go through unless you get some power working in you. Hallelujah. Back in the scripture we've started with, 1 Corinthians 5 7, he says, purge out the old purge out the old. We'll just close with this. That morning when the Lord dealt with me about that Scripture, He said, you need to purge out any wrong confession that you've made. So I started repenting. I didn't for sure know. I knew I'd said some things that weren't faith, but I couldn't actually say what I had said. But you just know you hadn't always spoken faith about your health or your situation. I purged it out that morning. I became a new lump. You know, if you had been worrying And threaten, you got to purge it out. God can't get in you what He wants to give you and what you've asked for. If you filled the tank up with worry, wrong confession, unbelief, purge out any unbelief. The old leaven of religion, you know, a lot. You got to purge out religion out of you. How you do that? You got to renew your mind. Purge it out. Take it out piece by piece. Thought by thought, scrap by scrap. Hallelujah. here's one thing the Lord said to me that morning. He said, you got to purge out the leaven of diagnosis. You had a diagnosis. You know, that thing can be working in you so big. Oh, I was diagnosed with this. The doctor said I had this. You can, and you know, not, not, not anything wrong with getting a diagnosis. I'm not saying that. But if you let it get so big inside you, the diagnosis that you can't get anything, that God can't get around it. Because you got that, it's so big, the diagnosis. Hallelujah. The leaven of the bad report, that would go towards finances. If you ever had a bad report financially, you got to purge that leaven out. And any leaven of unconfessed sin, Get that out so you can receive what God has for you. How do you purge out? It's real simple. Repentance is a start. Remove your attention from it is the second thing. You can't stay focused on it all the time. And then replace it with the new. Replace it with something new. In other words, speak the word. Replace it with new thoughts. See yourself in a different way. Hallelujah. You know, a lot, the devil wants to show you a movie picture of how bad it can go. And you know, you could end up with a this, or you could end up with a that, or you could end up with this kind of surgery, or you could end up with that. The devil shows us a movie of it all the time. You've got to make a new movie in your head. The new movie is, wow, I see myself running. I see myself riding a horse. Whatever you see yourself doing. That's the new movie that I have in my life. I see myself, hallelujah, writing out a $500 check. I see myself, hallelujah. I see somebody writing me out a check. Hallelujah. (laughs) Getting a picture. Getting a movie. Hallelujah. Praise God. Purge out that old stuff and let's get us a new spirit of faith. Let's be saturated with faith. Saturated with love. Saturated with the Holy Ghost, the Spirit, the glory. Get in a place. I, I'm going I tell you what I'm gonna do, cause I'm, I'm 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 focused on this now. I'm gonna go everywhere I can go, even if it's a little inconvenient, where they're where they're having the glory. And I'll tell you, not every meeting is having glory. We've had meetings in this church where we had great word, but we didn't have the anointing. The tangible presence wasn't always here. Hallelujah! We want to change that. We want to change that. Where the tangible presence, where we can feel the presence of God. Where we, he's there, you know, uh, David Herzog, I'll tell you one thing he said to us. He talked about that night. He said, the higher you go in the glory, the easier things happen. The less you have to pray, lay hands, anoint with oil, the, le- the higher you go in the glory, the less you have to do those things. Things will just start happening or happening easily. And he didn't lay hands on anybody. He called out things. But he didn't lay hands on anybody. The higher you go in the glory. The higher you go in the glory, he said this, the less paperwork. (laughs) The less we have to, you know, the higher we go in the glory, the less we have to say, now, do you have any generational curses we need to break? You know, is there anything passed down through the generations? Heart disease or, you know, diabetes or anything like that. The higher you go in the glory, the less you have to think about those things. And talk about them and work with people, but if but we can minister faith and sometimes we have to talk about that things if we're just ministering one on one, hallelujah. So let's 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 set about and be in unity about in this church about increasing the glory in this place, hallelujah. Where people walk in and they go, whoa, what is that? That is, wow, you know. Where you walk in and you go, man, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, the presence of God's here now. You know, you talk about it, and he comes in. Hallelujah. So, uh, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Well, we're going to pray for Barry this morning. We're not going to receive that old report. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Barry, won't you come over here and lay hands on Barry? Meyer, won't you come up here? You've been healed of that very thing that he got a diagnosis of. You can just sit there. You don't have to get up. Hallelujah. And the anointing Holy Ghost come into this place and anointing come on Barry in Jesus' name. Set everything right in his back, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Everything that slipped out of place slipped right back in right now by the power of God in Jesus' name. Anointing come on him in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. That it will not be weaker than it was before. It will be stronger than it was before. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Does anybody else specifically need healing or need something from the Holy Ghost today? Okay. Jimmy, you want to come up here or you want to just sit there? We'll come to you. You'll come to us. Sit right there in pastor's chair. Oh, uh, thank God, the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Okay, we'll lay hands on you. Come on. Hallelujah. Let's, uh, hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for those nerves that are clumped up. Holy Ghost, thank you for the healing anointing coming right now. Unclump the nerves, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Anointing, thank you for healing him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Unclumped nerves. Yes. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Okay, anybody else? Micah? Sinus? Okay. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're gonna pray for you and then you get to pumping the pump. That you get you know, Pastor Buzzy actually even had a paper doll. Y'all remember that? It had a pump over on the side. And you pumped the pump of the Holy Ghost, and he said that cancer would fall off and he had it on there with Velcro and he'd flick it off. Y'all remember that? <laughs> Hallelujah. Ha ha ha. <laughs> hallelujah. Past, uh, Pastor Buzzy's hair came back to life last night at Hallelujah Night. It, it did. He's gone on to be with the Lord, but his hair remained because we had a hairdo, a hairdo hoodoo just like uh, Pastor Buzzy's at, at Hallelujah Night. Hallelujah. Now, uh, Hallelujah. So, so, Micah, we're going to lay hands on him. Release the healing anointing into him, and then he's going to take the pump this afternoon, and he's going to pump that healing anointing all over his body and right up into those sinuses. In Jesus' name, we lay hands on Micah. Release the healing anointing into him right now. In Jesus' name, be healed by the stripes of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Sinuses, be clear. Be cleared and cleaned out. In Jesus' name, affection, die in the name of Jesus' Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay, anybody else? Well, let's pray, pray, pray. I'll pray for your dog. I'm I'm in faith. If you want your dog prayed for, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We used to, you know, lay hands on refrigerators and stuff like that. You know, you will work in Jesus' name. Now, that works real good, if you don't have the money to buy a new refrigerator, but if you're just tight and you got ten thousand dollars in the bank, the Lord'll and your terry refrigerator's fifteen years old, he'll say, "You know, go buy a new refrigerator. Hallelujah, but you can cause things to work with your faith if there's really a reason amen now that's how I believe you can believe the way you want to, and hey, feel free to lay hands on fifteen year old refrigerators if you want to." Bill wants you to come buy one. He don't want you to answer. So, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. That's okay, Bill. The world will keep you in business because they don't believe it. Anybody, anybody else? Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah. Isaiah. I uh, This keeps coming back to me, so I'll go ahead with it. Isaiah 3. Isaiah 3. And we'll close after this maybe. Isaiah 3, Isaiah 3, 10, Isaiah 3, 10, this is for all of y'all. Woe unto the wicked, no, excuse me, I was in 11, 10. <laughs> Say ye to the righteous, is that better? Say ye to the righteous, are you righteous? Hallelujah. That it, be, it will be well with him. Hallelujah. Say to the righteous, it will be well with him, for they shall eat the fruit of their doing. Hallelujah. Say, I eat. The fruit fruit. of my doings. Say, it is is. Well well with me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's stand up together and praise the Lord. We praise you, Jesus. We magnify you, O God. We glorify your name. And Father, make us hungrier. Make us hungrier. Lord, increase our hunger. Forgive us, Lord, where we've let the world get in and saturate us with their old junk. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for making us hungrier. Fill us fresh and new with the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we want to have meetings all the time where the presence of God is powerful and strong. In Jesus' name, we give you the glory. Amen. Amen. Well, now before you go, we're going to go, but I want to tell you one thing about big day. It's like, I want to tell you this. Come in faith. Come in faith. It don't matter what it looks like. See, see, because we have the spirit of faith. So it don't matter what happens next week. Don't matter what happens, God will work it out. God will make a way. God will work it out. Don't matter what happens. Don't matter what happens, He'll, ma- He'll, He'll make it up to us. If something don't go like we think, He'll make it up to us. Holly, we stay in faith, everything works. Amen. So we're going to be in faith next week. We're going to be expecting next week. We're going to have good time in the Holy Ghost next week. Amen. Love y'all. Y'all be blessed.